This is a Federal News Network podcast. One thing you can say about the Defense Department's cybersecurity efforts, they sure get a lot of oversight. The DOD Office of Inspector General reviewed 44 recent reports from various sources, seeking to see how they all added up. For more, we turn to DOD's Assistant IG for Audit of Cyberspace Operations Directorate, Carol Gorman. Ms. Gorman, good to have you on. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to discuss our report. All right, give us a quick summary. There's 44 reports that have come in in just a short time frame. Tell us about these reports, where did they come from, and what did they generally do and say? Sure. Summer report was issued in December 2020, and it summarizes the results of the 44 cybersecurity-related reports that were issued not only by the DOD OIG, but we also include the other DOD oversight organizations such as the Government Accountability Office and the Military Service Audit Agencies. The report, in addition to summarizing the results of those 44 reports, we also include and highlight open cybersecurity-related recommendations, both that were carried forward from the prior year, plus new recommendations issued through the end of the reporting period, which was June 30th, 2020. And there are a lot of recommendations, right? This isn't five or six things they need to do, but there's a pretty good volume there, correct? Yes. During the reporting period, there were 656 total open recommendations, of which the department closed 197 during that period. For example, they they closed a number of the recommendations from one of our FY 2019 reports, on the, on the Navy concerning a process to verify that its contractors were requiring them to use multi-factor authentication. So about one in seven, one in six of the recommendations in that time period, they actually got accomplished. Right. And, and at the end of the time period, there was 459 recommendations that remained open, and the majority of which are from reports issued in 2019 and 2020. But there are some that are older. The, the oldest, I believe, goes back to 2011. And we actually include an, an aging chart in the report that, that shows in columns how old the, the recommendations are. And let me ask this. Are there any recommendations that get so old they become irrelevant or obsolete? maybe because of changing technologies or they replaced that system in the meantime? That does happen at times, but the oversight organizations follow up continuously on these recommendations. So if that were to happen, it should fall off the list. So these are primarily recommendations that we're still discussing corrective action with the department. And do these recommendations and these open ticket items, I guess you could call them, do they cluster in any particular area of DOD, such as one of the armed services or one of the agencies? Are they pretty much across the board? They're across the board with respect to the oversight organizations. We do group the the recommendations and the findings from the, the reports that we discuss into categories. So the categories are different controls that are enacted within the DOD to protect data, to protect the systems and the networks. And generally, the findings and the recommendations are grouped primarily in the same category. So, for example, governance had the most reports, the most recommendations fell within that category. Sure. And we should point out, too, and correct me if I'm wrong, though, that these recommendations do map back eventually to the NIST cybersecurity framework functions and categories. Yes, it does. And that, that's what the categories I was, I was talking about with governance. And so there's 23 categories within the NIST framework. And so we do group those 
our findings and our recommendations within those 23 categories because it gives a, a better reflection to the department and to us as well on where the, the deficiencies are. We're speaking with Carol Gorman. She's the Assistant Inspector General for the Audit of Cyberspace Operations Directorate at the Defense Department Office of IG. There's a statement I wanted to ask you about in there, and I think you started to address this. These risks generally occurred because DOD officials did not establish policies and procedures to implement standards or effectively implement the necessary controls in accordance with DOD guidance. That sounds like the governance question and kind of reminds me of what they say about swimming pools and children. If everybody's watching, nobody's watching. Right. I think the main takeaway is that the the department continues to be challenged implementing some of the basic cybersecurity controls, which would be policies and procedures across the department. And historically, in previous reports, we've found that the department officials have not followed those established policies and procedures and, and issued implementing guidance to meet minimum cybersecurity standards or taken necessary action to remediate or mitigate risks and vulnerabilities. And so did you have recommendations in your report summarizing all this or simply to say, hey, get after these 459 open ticket items? That's what we do. We, we don't issue new recommendations in our summaries. Instead, we bring up how many of the recommendations are continue to be open over the past couple of years and, and during the reporting period. And by the way, also, this report covers classified and unclassified systems, too. Yes, we, we actually have a classified annex that we issue separately, and we, and we do that so that we can issue the, the bigger unclassified portion of the report on our, on our webpage. And what is the DOD reaction to this report? Because coming from the Inspector General's office, it, it has some weight. Right. And this is the 20th year, I believe, that we've issued an annual report summarizing the cybersecurity findings and recommendations. And, and, and I'm going to date myself here, but back when we issued hard copy reports, we did get a lot of interaction because we would issue 30 reports to the department. And what would happen is that other officials within the department would find out about it and we would actually get directly contacted and said, can we have another 10 copies of the report? So with it now being on our our website, we don't get that direct interaction because anyone can go pick up a a copy of the report and and print it out or or read it online. But I would say that the the feedback we got in in the past was that they use our report to give some indication of best practices, lessons learned, and issues to highlight when, um, in their particular part of the organization, whether we included them as one of the oddities or not in any of the reports. And one of the issues that DOD also struggles with is financial statements and financial management. Is there a crossover between their financial systems, their ability to manage those, and their cybersecurity challenges? So one of the additions to the cybersecurity summary report, and, and this is our second time to do so, is to also identify the number of outstanding information technology-related recommendations that are made in conjunction with the annual audits of the DoD financial statements. So those recommendations are specific to the adequacy of the data used to support the DoD financial statements, which, of course, is critical to the reporting process. We don't necessarily track when those are closed. We just report how many recommendations were associated with the the previous year's financial statements and their notices of findings and recommendations. But but bottom line is the lack of effective controls 
over the financial systems can impact the DOD financial management process as well as increase overall risk to the DOD network. Summarizing all of this, looking at the open recommendations, the age of some of them, and the fact that they're scattered across, is it your impression that DOD has some fairly urgent work to do in buttoning up cybersecurity? Well, cybersecurity continues to evolve, and bad actors continue to evolve their methods. And and so, yes, important to close and take corrective actions on those on the 479 remaining open recommendations. One of the other things that we see and that we can benefit from on this report is we also can see what we've spent the most time auditing, and it can identify some gaps in coverage. So we use it as well to help formulate our follow-on audit planning process so that we can cover some of these categories that haven't been covered in the recent past. Carol Gorman is Assistant Inspector General for the Audit of Cyberspace Operations Directorate at the Defense Department Office of the Inspector General. Thanks so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll post this interview along with a link to her report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. Pop quiz. What can you buy for three ninety nine? Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month, and you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash bestmusic for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.